0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
2: Isaiah 6th chapter. In the year that King of died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, excuse me, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among the people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. The Epistle lesson is from Romans, the 8th chapter. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any change against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies, who is it He, he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardships or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it's written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors to whom him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Please rise for the Gospel.
3: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him it'll be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It'll be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated, and we invite the children for for the children's message. Mercy and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There is something powerful and nearly sacred about holding somebody else's hand. Picture these scenarios in your mind. A new parent holding the tiny hand of their newborn son or daughter. A teacher holding the hand of a kindergartner, too scared to cross the parking lot. A brave teenager reaching out their hand to help someone who has fallen or has been hurt in a competition. A young but nervous couple holding hands for the first time on a date. A wife and excited husband standing before their pastor on wedding on their wedding day hand in hand an elderly and tired man holding the hand of his beloved wife of many decades a family holding the hand of their loved one as he or she passes from this life to eternal life when i was in the 4th grade my parents took me and my siblings to this huge steep hill we were living in nebraska at the time and everybody went to this steep hill to go sledding so i got on the sled with my dad and we went down the hill and we went down fast and the snow was was packed so it was ideal to go sledding in and in fact it was a, it was a little too ideal We began to accelerate, and soon we were heading toward a tree. I remember Dad holding on to me as it seemed that we were careening for near certain total destruction as we were coming to that tree. My dad held my hands tightly to give me a brief moment of comfort that he was in control of the sled. And we stopped inches before the tree. Me and my dad, we stood toe to toe against that tree. Today is LWML Sunday. And as you may be aware, LWML stands for Lutheran Women's Missionary League. It's an auxiliary organization of our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and has members all throughout North America. Truly, they are a missionary organization, sponsoring mission efforts, reaching people around the world. And they do, this, they do this through their mites, uh, small offerings that help uh, that together help to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And for decades, LWML has given us a strong witness of how God's love holds each and every one of us. Our text for this LWML Sunday is from the epistle lesson chosen for the day. I'd like us to consider two of the questions raised by the Apostle Paul in Romans 8:31 What shall I what then shall we say to these things if God is for us who can be against us Notice the main person the subject it is God You'll clearly see this from our text in Romans chapter 8 Sometimes it is tempting to think that our success depends on our grip our hold our heroism It may be subtle, but that's a slippery slope in our lives. Thoughts of self-dependence or thinking more highly of ourselves than what we ought can open the door to believing that we are the main people in God's narrative. But the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, gives us a different perspective. He makes it quite clear that it is God's everlasting love that holds us. We are insufficient, he is all sufficient. Our outline for today's sermon on this LWML Sunday is simple but quite significant. Because Jesus is with us and for us, we have no fear of condemnation. Because Jesus is with us and for us, we have no fear of separation. Because Jesus is with us and for us, we have certainty of victory because Jesus is with us and for us we have no fear of condemnation paul writes what shall we say to these things if god is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also give him graciously give with him graciously give us all things what things Paul has just acknowledged that God has done everything for our salvation. Therefore, how should we respond? God is for us, and since God is for us, how should we respond? Paul continues with these words. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Why did Jesus die? To pay for our sins. Why was he raised from the dead? Because the father accepted the payment. In other words, the check cleared. It didn't bounce. It wasn't found to have insufficient funds. He died that we might live. And now Jesus is interceding for us, fully engaged in the battle for us. I love the way that Corey Ten Boom said it. There is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. You know, think about this personally in your own life. Who among us last week has been perfect? On the other hand, how many of us have said things that you would later regret? Or have you spoken to a loved one in a tone that you wish you could have taken back? In these last couple of years, have you been divisive in any way? Yes, me too. Yes to all the above. The law is convicting because the law shows us exactly where we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The pit is pretty deep but God's love is deeper still. His long arm is able to rescue us. Indeed, his arm stretched out on Calvary, rescued us. And those same arms were made alive again as Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus is with us and for us. Even though Satan wants to accuse you and condemn you, the actions of Jesus is evident, and the result is clear. We have no fear of condemnation. The important mission of LWML LWML shares this life-saving and life-giving truth with the world. For many decades through LWML, gospel seeds have been sown. The Holy Spirit is at work. And that leads us to our next major point in the text. Because Jesus is with us and for us, we have no fear of separation. In your mind, picture again, hands joined together. God will not let go of your hand. Paul continues in chapter 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice what Paul does not say in this text. He does not say that your life will be free from challenges and difficult circumstances. He does not say that distress and danger will not happen. In fact, he writes in great detail elsewhere, especially to his second epistle to the Corinthians about his own experiences in the face of challenges. We know this from our own experience as well. Each of us has a list of struggles that we face daily. And what what would your list look like? What would you include? Who would you include? In many ways, you may feel that the deck is stacked against you, but God declares you righteous and loved in Jesus. Our assurance comes from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Our Lutheran women in mission have served many people over the many years whose lives seem to be out of control, but God is always in control and by his Holy Spirit he has chosen them and all of us to serve others in love. God is love. We have no fear of condemnation or separation and we come now to our third point. Because Jesus is with us and for us, we have a certainty of victory that victory is made yours personally through the gift of holy baptism. St. Paul says in Romans chapter 6, verse four, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Baptism equals victory, victory over the power of sin, death, and the devil. We are more than conquerors. We are super victorious. You know, one of my favorite hymns is, and we're going to be singing it next Sunday for sure, is A Mighty Fortress is Our God. How could you have a Reformation service without a mighty fortress, right? And then my, my favorite version is the 656 version in the hymnal, right? You, know, you can talk with me in the line what, which version is your favorite. But my, it's my, one of my favorite hymns, and I want to hear focus on, on uh, stanza two of the hymn of a mighty fortress. No strength of ours can match his might. We would be lost, rejected. But now a champion comes to fight, whom God himself elected. You ask who this may be? The Lord of hosts is he, Christ Jesus, mighty Lord, God's only son adored. He holds the field victorious. Our victory is not secure because of our hold on Jesus, but because of Jesus's hold on us. We are more than conquerors because he holds us tightly. Therefore, we live each day, including today, confidently trusting in Jesus. As a baptized child of God, we remain in his word. Be reminded of your identity as a victorious one in Christ. Rely on his grace. I mean, how have you been saved? By grace through faith. And respond to his call. Like Isaiah the prophet, we enthusiastically say, here am I, send me. Lutheran women in mission, thank you. Thank you for all your hearts and hands that have helped to share the gospel with many around the world. Thank you for responding to the call of Jesus And thank you for your example and encouragement today. May our God continue to hold us in his love, the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the one true faith until life everlasting. Amen.
0: Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made,